welcome to another edition of the Hito Box podcast. I'm your host, Wes, and today we're going to be talking a little bit of deals like normal and Resident Evil Village because that's still kind of new and we had a review come out. So we'll talk a little bit about the review itself. No spoilers, of course. We'll get into that. And then there's not much else going on this week, so it'll be pretty quick. As there's not a lot going on right now, I'll just briefly mention a couple new games that are releasing today and upcoming in the next few weeks. And one of those for today was the game Knockout City, which is basically for every platform, also supporting cross-platform, so you can play with your friends or whoever on other devices and consoles. So that's coming out. That's a multiplayer game, kind of like Splatoon a little bit. Uh, I won't get too far into it, but eh, that's essentially what it is. In a few weeks, we have the game Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart coming out for the PlayStation 5. That is an exclusive, and if you've played any of the Ratchet & Clank games, you'll know basically what it's all about. A furry animal creature and a robot take on enemies of the universe basically so that's a platformer that's coming out on the ps5 june 11th so that'll be coming up then actually a day before that is the release of final fantasy 7 remake intergrade that'll be coming out for playstation 5 it's kind of like the final fantasy 7 remake but remade again with a couple new things like the character yuffie appears And it's also getting a 60 frames per second boost at 4K for the PS5. So you'll have that. Essentially what is now the definitive edition of the game. Unless they do another remake of the remake of the remake. So hopefully they don't do that. And I won't get too much further into the timeline. But later on in June we have Mario Golf Super Rush. Which, yeah, golf game with Mario. Enough said. And right behind that is The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD for the Switch. So we'll get a nice little remake, kind of HD edition of that coming out for the Switch as well. That's basically it for everything coming up soon for video games. Besides those, we just have a few deals to go over this week, and then we'll dive into the review. If you don't care about deals, maybe skip ahead a little bit if you don't care about the review, well, you're almost done. So there's that. And of course, E3 is right around the corner in June. So when that happens, there will be a mass exodus of news for me to tell you about and showcase all sorts of different things coming to every system. So that's huge coming up kind of soon. We're kind of in this weird dead period. So until then, you just have to kind of bear with me with bare bones kind of stuff here. Quite honestly, I'm almost to the point where I want to start talking about maybe some anime or movie stuff because there's so little going on right now. But we'll focus and stick to what our site is and what Hitobox is about. So we'll stick to the video game stuff for now, unless any of you listeners want to hear about that kind of stuff. Please let me know by emailing me at thehitobox at gmail.com. Or as always, you can definitely chat us up or send us a message on our website at hitobox.com. So for as far as deals go, let's get the freebie out of the way. The Epic Games Store, which I know some of you don't care about, but some of you that actually do care about it, 
can get NBA 2K21 for free right now for the next week or so. And then Epic Games is having a mystery box kind of game come out next week, which could be equally as big or a big dud of a disappointment if it's just some random indie game that nobody's ever heard of. But it sounds like they're hyping that up, so it should be a big game. Recently, they had Alien Isolation, which was a big game as well. So hopefully they do something big as well coming up next week. The Epic Games Store also has a big mega deal going on right now with a ton of new games on sale, like uh, the Kingdom Hearts port that they got for all those Kingdom Hearts games. Valhalla's on sale, Oddworld Soulstorm, Cyberpunk 2077, and Outriders, and a bunch of other games you can check out. They also are giving away a free $10 coupon, so any game you select, you'll get an additional $10 off whatever purchase you make. So definitely a great deal. I know it's Epic Game Store, so you probably don't want to, but if you really don't care where you buy your games from, that's a great source with a lot of newer released games on sale. So go find those deals over on the Epic Game Store. Our favorite, and you know all about it, Green Man Gaming, as well, they've had Biomutant, the new game that's coming out, I believe, next week, Tuesday. They've had that on sale kind of on and off. It seems like a daily basis, like about 10 bucks off of it for the PC edition. I don't know if they'll do it again. They're still doing a Resident Evil sale for 50 bucks, 10 bucks off um, still somehow. So maybe Biomutant will get that sale again. They've kind of flashed it on and off, so we'll see. I'll definitely try to keep you up to date on that on our website if you check that kind of daily. Otherwise, you might not find another deal on it before release. And I did mention Resident Evil Village is on sale for PC, but it's also available on sale on Green Man Gaming for the Xbox for the both the standard and limited edition, um, saving you about five bucks for each. And last week I mentioned Mass Effect Legendary Edition was on sale. Still on sale for the same price on the same place. So go check that out there. Days Gone appears to be done with its deal, but I'm sure that'll be coming back pretty soon. Uh, games tend to depreciate in value pretty quickly, so the cost of that will go down pretty rapidly here for the PC. And I'm sure... The PlayStation version of the game is still pretty cheap if you haven't picked it up already on there. Besides those, we also have Scarlet Nexus, which is a pre-order. And that game is still on sale for the same price that I mentioned last week of $50.99. So you can get that there for the PC edition of that. And moving along over on Amazon, you can get Persona 5 Strikers, which is the direct sequel to Persona 5 slash Persona 5 Royal. And that'll only cost you $33 for the Nintendo Switch or $40 for the PlayStation 4. Just a warning that Persona 5 Strikers is a direct sequel, but the gameplay is entirely different from Persona 5 slash Royal. So keep that in mind if you're thinking going into it that it's a like turn-based RPG kind of thing going on because it is not that but it's still a wonderful game so don't let that deter you from getting it 
Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe is on sale for $51 on Amazon. So get that over there. And Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury still on sale for $49.94. And that's been on sale $10 off for it seems like the last month or so at least. So pick that up before that disappears. And that's really it for the deals going on this week. And in other news, if you're looking for a PS5, you still can't get one. I heard a story about Walmart having huge issues with people putting the games in their cart and then it displaying like a over a thousand dollar price tag for the game and then nobody is able to get it. So if you're looking for that, still keep waiting just like the rest of us. If you were lucky enough to get one, congratulations to you on your extreme lottery luck. Quite frankly, to be honest with you, I do want a PS5 and at some point I will get one, but I'm not really concerned about getting one now because I'm aware of the PlayStation 5 having some bad heating issues and until that gets fixed and addressed, I don't really want one yet. By the time Sony actually has enough supply to meet demand, which is still probably a year and a half at least away, they will have likely already announced the PlayStation 5 Pro or something to that nature, which is just going to be a superior version of what nobody can get already. So I would just maybe consider waiting for that. And by that time, all these $70 price tag games will go way down and it'll be way cheaper in the long run to just have a huge backlog. I think that might be a better way of going about a PS5 at this point if you're unable to get one. And it sounds like we'll be unable to get them for a long time. Uh, maybe by Christmas we'll have a better supply. But again, if you aren't able to get it the second they have them in stock, you're basically screwed. So <laughs> I just keep waiting like the rest of us. But with that note aside, just wanted to let you know that you still can't get a PS5. Newsflash, not a big deal. Let's move along. The last thing we have to talk about is the Resident Evil Village review. So if you don't care about that or if you've already played through it, thanks for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day. For those that want to stick around for that, we'll get into that right now. So if you haven't played a Resident Evil game before, this is not the right game to start with, okay? Let's just make that clear. If you've played Resident Evil games before, then you'll know what's up with this one, especially if you've played Resident Evil 7, the prior entry in the series, which involves Ethan, the main protagonist, and in that one, I'm not going to get too far into spoilers or anything for that game, but he had his wife taken away, essentially, and he goes to go find her and save her, I guess, you know? Damsel in Distress story, basically. And this one is a sequel to that directly with Ethan again, but this time his baby is taken. Oh, we got that going on. This one takes place in a Transylvania-like setting. So a small town with a castle, which, hello, Resident Evil 4, maybe, anyone? But besides that, uh, it has vampires and werewolves, which, okay, I guess. Um, this is a zombie franchise, but now there's other things. I, I guess it does have mutated organisms and 
bosses and stuff throughout all the series basically but that's more of a smaller aspect for boss fights and this one is like the whole game is completely different if you labeled this game something else it would make a lot more sense because it really has nothing to do with resident evil characters or like story except for some very small parts in the game which i won't get into but they could be easily missed if you're not really paying attention. I will say the highlight for me was definitely Lady Demacu, who is the super tall and large vampire lady with the big hat that you probably have seen in some trailer all over the place. And then there's the three vampire daughters as well. The unfortunate part about this game is that it didn't make that the focus for a majority of the game. So that really disappointed me because you don't really get to spend a lot of time being terrified and getting to know the, these characters and having their characters develop. It's really kind of over before it begins. So that was pretty disappointing for me. As far as the gameplay goes, it is the same as Resident Evil 7, but it does feel improved and more balanced. This one is a little bit more action-packed and, I don't know, first-person shootery. This is not a word, but that's kind of what it is. Uh, there's a lot more shooting and a lot less of just running without ammo and being terrified. Unless you're playing on the hardest difficulties, then that might be an issue. But after you beat the game, you can start unlocking a lot of infinite ammo kind of stuff when you go through New Game Plus. So that's not really a concern after that point. It's really just that first playthrough and then you're golden, essentially. Kind of a disappointing point for this game is that it does encourage you to replay through the game a lot, especially if you care about trophies and achievements, because a lot of those you probably have to go through multiple times to do them. But the game storyline doesn't really have anything that makes it unique to play through it again. Once you see everything the first time, you've seen it all. So there's nothing new. Uh, the game does unlock the Mercenaries mode, which if you've played previous games in the franchise, like Resident Evil 4 and 5, I believe, that returns in this one. So there is some replay value for that. Other than that and the main storyline, that's basically it. And I don't know if I've heard anything about DLC coming for the game, so we might not have any more to it. Resident Evil 7 did get DLC, so I imagine there would be at least be one DLC to come out in the future. I would love it if it explored more of the vampires in that DLC if they did do it and ignore everything else. I got really sick and tired of the werewolf stuff. There's a lot of that. Ethan himself is probably one of the lamest Resident Evil protagonists of the entire series. Quite honestly, if this would have been Leon or heck, if it was Chris the entire time, I think I would be way more interested and invested in this game. The Ethan storyline, I'm just really, it's really dull. It's just not that exciting. His Him as a character, isn't interesting. He seems like a big old wimp and just kind of moseying along the story and everybody treats him like he's dirt, which is basically what he is because you get no vocals or voice from him ever. 
So you're just kind of with this nobody, you don't know his face. Uh, he's just kind of a loser. So I wish they would have fixed that. And I know it gets kind of tiring having the same three Resident Evil lead characters over and over and over again. But they could have done more of a side one like Barry Burton or something like that. Uh, Rebecca in Resident Evil Zero, that was fantastic. So you really dive into some of the characters that we already know and love and build on those more than introducing new characters that nobody cares about and nobody knows anything about. Ethan is supposed to be this mystery, mystery box kind of character. And by the end, you're just like, so? So what? I don't care about it. So I wish they would improve that. And unfortunately, there is another game in this saga. So we'll keep waiting. Hopefully they do some spin-off games in the series. Uh, something more like Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3 Remake. That would be wonderful. Getting Code Veronica X as a remake is what so many people want. But it doesn't seem like they'll give that to us for a long time. I know the Resident Evil 4 remake is coming out. And there's the VR version of that. But that's not really what I want. That's what some people want. I think there's a lot of fans that really love the original games before 4 came out and became this action series. Uh, so there's a lot of diverse and divisive fans in the series already. And it's kind of hard to appease all of them. And even the switch to first person has been kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say difficult, but kind of disheartening, especially after the Resident Evil 2 remake was so successful and so great. And the gameplay was perfect. And the, just the kind of almost like backtrack in development and gameplay just kind of throws everybody off that's a fan. These games are okay. Resident Evil 7 and 8 are okay. Like I said, they're they're playable. They're an okay experience. Go through them once and it's like, all right, what's next? Move on to something else. So uh, hopefully Capcom will do a little bit better in the future. But as far as the review, I don't want to get into too much else. Um, everything's well done, but it's not great. So that's kind of where we stand. We gave the game a 7.5 out of 10. If you want to look into a little bit more of the details of all the nuances of the gameplay and sound and audio and all of that, you can go to our website and see the full review at hitobox.com. And that's basically all we have for this week. So thank you so much for watching. Have a great, great day. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next time on the Heat the Box podcast.